Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is a short interlude episode, uh, halfway through the, well actually towards the end of the podcast equipment series, to give you uh, a bit of insight into a survey that we do every single year around podcast equipment. So it's pretty closely related to the podcast equipment series we're doing right now. So basically, last year we ran for the first time the Podcast Gear Survey. So it was the Podcast Gear Survey of 2018, and it was the first time we ran it, but we intend to do it every single year. The aim being to figure out what equipment podcasters are really using out there in the world right now. So what are you using to record your podcast? And not even just the physical equipment, but the software, the tools as well. And on this episode, I'm going to go through over maybe the next five or ten minutes what happened on the fine on the last one, on the previous survey, like what the stats were, what people are using, um, really to give you an idea of, uh, you know, kind of to compare your setup to other people. We always love to hear what other people are using, what setups they're using, what tools, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I want to go through what happened last year and hopefully give you an insight into how to participate this year and the fact that there's a competition. So um, we'll give you the stats, but also let you enter and hopefully win something like a Rode Procaster, a Rode Podcaster. That's the main prize for the survey this year. Uh, or a set of books. So we've got uh, Jessica Abel's uh, book around how to create great stories in a podcast out on a wire. And we have a few other prizes too from uh, a full Academy membership for a whole year. So you get into the Academy, get all the resources for a whole year, uh, as well as get to use Alitu for free for a month, uh, for a few months as well. Uh, so there's a bunch of prizes out there if you go over to the Gear Stats survey and let us know what you are using for your podcast right now. Now, you can find that over at www.thepodcasthost.com forward slash gear 19. So that's thepodcasthost.com forward slash gear 19. That's G-E-A-R 19. And you'll find it there. And it's just a short survey. should just take you three, four, five minutes to fill in. Uh, just let us know what mics you're using, what mixer you're using, if any, uh, what tools you use to edit, to record, uh, and to organise as well. There's a few different things in there. So if you want to go over there, you'll help to contribute to this huge uh, undertaking so that we can kind of map out what people are using in podcasting right now. And we've already had, it's only been open for about two days as I record this, we've already had about 400 uh, people participate. So it's excellent to see so many people getting involved, the more people can get, the better, the better picture we have of what people are really using in podcasting. And we've got a bunch of prizes, like I said. So if you enter, still got a good chance of winning something. But just to go into what happened last year, give you an idea of what results we got last year. Let's go through it all. So what kind of mic do you use? Pretty much goes in the order we've done this series in, actually, in terms of mic, then mixer, then interface, software, that kind of stuff. So last year round, we asked, what make of mic do you use? And you probably won't be too surprised to hear that Blue are still top of the list. So Blue, who create the Blue Yeti, the Blue Snowball, 
they were leading up the makes last year, almost double of the next, something like, now is this percentages? Uh, no, number of responses. So we got about 200 people. So about a quarter of all people that responded were using a blue microphone. <laughs> now, we do, I do recommend the Yeti as a very easy, quick, good way to get started. It's a decent mic, sounds decent if you use it well. Um, it can be used badly. Nip over to our uh, Yeti review if you want to have a look at that to see exactly how you should use it. But it's got a load of different recording uh you know, uh, formats in there. You can you can do cardioid, you can do omnidirectional, that kind of stuff. So you can, it suits quite a lot of different situations. Plug and play, really easy, decent quality, as long as you don't have a, a terrible room to record in. Um, so uh, decent. The Snowball, not so much. The Snowball is not a great mic. It doesn't sound amazing. Um, it's a kind of cheap starter one. I'd always recommend maybe the, the Shure MV5 as an alternative to the Snowball. It's kind of similar price. Um, but anyway, Blue were the leading make. And beyond that, um, we had Rode as the next one. So the Rode Podcaster, Rode Procaster. We use that in the, in the studio here. Uh, the Procaster, that is. I've got a Podcaster next door as well. And in Smart Labs as well. We use the Rode Smart Labs a lot as well. They popped up a fair bit. Beyond that, you go on to Audio-Technica, Samson, Zoom, all pretty similar. Uh, Audio-Technica 2100, AT2100 and the Samson Q2U, obviously one of the leading mics we recommend. So Samson Q2U mic and a top pick for a starter mic. Um, and then Zoom being a really popular digital recorder. We love the Zoom H5, got one right in front of me here. Uh, but also you can use them as a USB mic. And it looks like a fair few people are doing that going by the survey last year. So it'll be really interesting to see if this has changed much, if uh, Blue's dominance has been uh, overtaken at all, or you know, if any other mics have crept up the uh, up the up the scale, let's go on to the model, and you'll see there um, that the Blue Yeti. Uh, is the winner by far. So the Blue Yeti was probably at double its next competitor. The next competitor being the Snowball, <laughs> surprisingly enough, given that the make of the mics uh, is blue that are leading. Uh, then you go on to the SM58. So the Shure SM58, pretty well used. Um, funny that, considering Shure were a wee bit down the list on the models. So basically only people are using the, people are only using the SM58 when it comes to Shure. But other ones like the AT Audio-Technica, you've got the ATR21 as well as a few other types of ATR mics as well you can use. Samson Q2U were down the list there, ATR2020. Then you've got the Rode Procaster. The Rode NT-E1 actually was one that popped up. The NT-E1A, I think it is, uh, popped up. It wouldn't surprise me, actually. We hadn't covered that at that point last year, but we've reviewed it since then because it popped up in the survey here. So that's why I love doing this, actually, because stuff that we don't expect pops up. Makes that people are using that just, you know, don't see as that popular, but it turns out a lot of people are using them. But again, the Yeti leading there. Um, we went down then to ask about dynamic versus condenser. You'll know if you look at our best mics article, pop over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash mics, M-I-C-S. You'll see a, uh, a section in that article around dynamic versus condenser if you want the real detail. Looks like the majority of people are using condensers, but 
that is probably weighted because the Blue Yeti is a condenser. I wouldn't necessarily recommend condensers normally for podcasting because they don't tend to work great in bad recording environments. You know, you need a well soundproofed room. You need, you know, they pick up bad background noise quite easily. And that is one of the downsides of the Yeti. It can pick up the background noise a fair bit. It can pick up a bit of the room atmosphere. Um, so it was funny to see that about 50% of people with a condenser mic and only about, uh, what's that about a third or so with a dynamic and the other section don't know as well, which is fair enough. You don't need to care. As long as you take one of the recommendations for a good mic, you do not need to care in most cases. Um, but that was an interesting stat as well. Uh, stat on stands was the next one. So people using boom arms and built-in stands. A uh, fair few people using a boom arm stand, which is good. So uh, a lot of people mounting on there give you a lot of flexibility. Great stands to use. Uh, plenty out there. If you want to go over to thepodcasthost.com, search for boom stands on the site and you'll see that there. Uh, some good recommendations. I've got the, uh, I think it's the Rode. Yeah, I've got the Rode uh, PSA1 in front of me here, which is a great stand. Lasts forever. Pop filters, windscreens. You've got about half of people using a pop filter, which is great. About a quarter not using anything, which in some cases is fine. So, for example, we've got the Procaster here in the studio. It's got an inbuilt pop filter. Same with the Samsung Q2U. It's got an inbuilt pop filter as well. Not as good as doubling it up with another pop filter, but... Yeah, you can get away with it. So interesting to see that too. Headphones as well. We've got a few different things in here about headphones in terms of the most popular are the Sennheisers. So Sennheiser headphones for monitoring when you're recording and when you're editing. Sony as well. Uh, there's a few good brands of Sony monitors and AT as well. So pretty standard brands that are popping up there. I'm interested to see this time around whether we get more people that are wearing headphones for recording because it was only, it was under three quarters that were using headphones for recording there. Really, we want to be at 100% on that because if you're not wearing headphones when you're recording, you're not monitoring yourself. You're not checking that there's no bad background noise, no atmosphere. You're not checking that you're on mic, you know, monitoring your own mic technique. So Get yourself a set of headphones and once the survey is out, if you want to go back and look at the previous one, you can see some uh, brands that we recommend. Plenty of headphone reviews on thepodcasthost.com as well. If you pop on there, go to equipment and then the headphones section, you'll see that. Now, interestingly, with mixers and audio interfaces, plenty of people not using either. So that's good because in many cases, a mixer is totally overkill for podcasting. You don't need it. It complicates your setup and it just means that, you know, more things can break. <laughs> There's more things to set up, which puts you off recording. So in most cases, you don't need this. But on the other hand, about a third or so of people were using an interface or a mixer last year. Now, a good chunk of them, we saw Behringer and Focusrite with the leaders there. Behringer a bit ahead, kind of standard uh, entry-level mixer maker not necessarily the best quality if you want to see our recommendations for mixers pop over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash mixers you'll find it there um you'll see that we only really recommend if, for behringer only the kind of higher end ones you have to pay a bit more to get a good behringer one the low level behringer ones tend to be poor quality a lot of noise in them um which make them kind of uh, yeah not really good enough but 
second to Behringer we found last year, people responded, said they had the Focusrite devices. The Focusrite devices are great. So Focusrite Scarlet, you've got one port ones, two port ones. So you've got the Focusrite Solo, which you can plug just one good quality XLR mic in, like the Shure SM58 popped up back up in the uh, the microphone stats. So you could plug a good XLR mic into a Focusrite. They're really good, low noise, uh, really easy, really simple. Um, and in some cases that actually, it basically just turns an XLR, a pro quality microphone into a USB mic. So in that case, you're not really complicating your setup that much and you're just using good quality kit. Although it's not exactly cheap, a Sure SM58 plus a Focusrite is probably going to set you back maybe 200, 250 pounds, probably 300 plus dollars. Um, so not necessarily the best, but um, one thing that Focusrites are great for, mixers in general or if you want to record more than one person in the same location. So if you're all in the one room and you want to record two people, it's not very easy to get two USB mics into a computer, but two XLR mics into a Focusrite or into a mixer and then into the computer or a digital recorder, that tends to work well. Uh, next down the list was the Mackie and then the Yamaha on the mixers and the interfaces. Interestingly, moving off the equipment, more onto the recording methods, the software, uh, recording methods, the vast majority of people are still recording directly into PC software or Mac software. So that's folk recording directly into Audacity, into Audition, or just into something on your computer. So still looking at this, about uh, over half, but probably close to two thirds of people still recording directly into their PC, which is fine. Absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And it's probably into audition, uh, sorry, audacity more than anything else, because that's the, that's the free option. The only downside of that really is that, you know, software can be flaky. It can crash. So um, the more reliable version is to record into, say, a digital recorder, which is less likely to crash. Um, and a fair few folk doing that, something like 30 or so people out of the 180 or so that we had last year. So what's that, about a quarter? No, less. <laughs> a fifth, I would say, uh, of people using a digital recorder. But Absolutely fine. The software into your PC is all good. Recording straight into uh, into Audacity. Audio editing, most popular still is Audacity. But do you know what? Not by as much as I expected. So we had about a third of people last year recording into Audacity uh, and not far behind that. So 60 people in total into Audacity and 40 people in total into Audition. So interesting that people are recording and editing in Audition, even though not the lowest cost thing in the world, paying a monthly fee for Audition. Uh, that's the Adobe Creative Cloud, uh, Creative Suite Audition. Um, but it was interesting to see that. So it'll be interesting. I mean, that last year, this is one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to seeing this year's results, because we're already seeing our numbers double at least. I'm hoping that we get a lot more... I, I feel like last year we were skewed a little bit towards our own maybe more professional podcasting audience. Like we we got it into quite a lot of communities that we're a part of, me and Matthew and the rest of the team here at the podcast host, who which are maybe made up of podcast producers. Um like that do it quite professionally uh, rather than the kind of more hobby podcasters who are a brilliant great crowd out there who maybe use less 
pro approach is or have less money to put into it. You know, if you're out there just creating a show on the side, you're not making any money out of it, you're just doing it for the love of it, you're probably not going to be using Audition. But people that are more like ourselves here in the studio, we do this for a living and therefore we're more likely to see people using Audition and paying for it to get the better workflow and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I can't wait to see the end results this year because I feel like already, like I said, we're already three times the number, so we're going to get a lot more hobbyists, I would say. Um, so if that's yourself, if you're just doing this on the side, I would we do would love to hear from you on what you're using, get a more balanced view of what people are really using out there in the world just now. Just to finish that off on the software, uh, so we've got Audacity leading, then Audition. We've got GarageBand still up there, still a fair few folk using GarageBand, Garage, GarageBand. Uh, and then on the end of the list, we've got Reaper and Hindenburg. So Reaper and Hindenburg still doing all right. We had a few mentions for our own editing software, Alitu, obviously as well. So Alitu is our own podcast editing platform. Um, and you can use that to edit your show now. That's got much better since uh, about this time last year as well. And that's it. That is all the stats that we got. We've added in a few others for this year too, to try and get a bit more detail on microphones particularly, because that's kind of the, the most talked about one. And a few other things around planning tools as well. I'm really interested to hear what people are using to actually plan their show, do the logistics around it, like booking interviews and all that kind of stuff and um, planning out the content. So it'd be great to hear on that. But as always, we're always wanting to know about the shiny stuff, the mixers, the mics, the headphones, all that kind of thing. So again, I hope that was interesting to you. I hope that was a, a wee decent interlude in the uh, this season about podcast equipment, just to hear what other people out there are really using in the world. And I hope you're looking forward to seeing the stats for 2019 as much as I am. Again, if you want to contribute, you want to let us know what you are using to record, to edit, to plan your podcast, go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash gear 19, G-E-A-R 19. And again, you stand a chance to win a bunch of prizes from a Rode Procaster, a Rode Podcaster, uh, a bunch of books, Jessica Abel's uh, Out in a Wire, which is an amazing book on how to get more story, get more structure, more engaging on your podcast. And a few other things as well, like a full year's uh, membership of our Podcast Host Academy with all the courses that we run, all of the coaching, all of the uh, the resources, the tools, all that stuff in there. Full year's membership of that, which is worth $350. And finally, a full membership to Alitu for, I think we're offering six months there. So you get Alitu for free for six months so you can edit your show in there, make things a lot easier too. All right, thank you for listening to this solo episode. Hope you found it interesting. And we'll be finishing up this podcast equipment season over the next two episodes. Next one will be on video. So if you want to add video to your podcasting workflow, pop in again to the next episode of Podcraft. Until then, have a great week and I'll talk to you then.